So let's get down to the nitty gritty. What was the worst part about me living at home? I might edit this out. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, I'm Margot, and you're listening to Working Title, a podcast about making the work in progress that is life after college work for you. Join me as I try on unfamiliar roles in order to see what sticks. Today, making my mom cry and delving into my dad's love of reality TV. (laughs) I wish I was kidding. If you guys didn't listen to the last episode, I would do that now. Actually, I would go back to the first episode called Just Do the Bloody Thing, listen to that, then listen to The Hunt, which is the second episode, then meet us back here. We'll wait for you. In the last episode, I brought you all into the apartment hunt in New York City with my best friend. Spoiler alert, we found an apartment and we love it. Throughout the apartment search, we learned a lot, not only about the city, but also about ourselves and just things that nobody could tell us. Aside from kind of the nitty gritty, boring apartment stuff, like what you need to have prepared when you put an offer in and the certain specifications that we were looking at for an apartment, something else that I was not prepared for was the part that comes after signing a lease and before moving in which is leaving home. I want to invite you all into a conversation I had with my parents. My parents are wonderful humans. Anyone who meets them just falls in love with them. They're so kind. My mom is the type of person to bring elaborate snack platters into the family room whenever I have friends over. My dad is always cracking dad jokes, which you will definitely hear in this conversation. Above all, they are the most wonderful parents. They're so hardworking and inspirational. And over these past nine months of living at home, I have gotten so close with them and I feel so incredibly lucky to have them as my parents. Before we get into this conversation, let me set the scene. We actually recorded this the last day that I was living at home before I went to stay at my boyfriend's house and then immediately after that went to my new apartment in New York City. We were all sitting around the couch in my family room that we had spent countless hours on over quarantine. We watched Shit's Creek on that couch over quarantine. We had a lot of deep talks. It's kind of where the three of us became a unit. I think because I waited for the last day to film this, emotions were definitely running high, so you'll hear that. But I thought it was important to kind of document this really pivotal time in my life, and I wanted to bring you all into this conversation. So when I finally sat down with my parents to record this conversation, I had a handful of questions ready for them, but one question was especially top of mind. About me living at home. I might edit this out. (laughs) (laughs) You've got a lot of stuff. I do have a lot of stuff. Well, this has been the first time in four years that all of my stuff has been in one place. Because usually, like, a quarter of my stuff was at home, or half my stuff, whatever. And then the other half was at my college apartment or dorm um, over the summers. So these past nine months has been the first time that all my stuff 
which is which has been growing to be fair has been home I assume you're gonna say the same mom no I think it was more the disappointment I felt for you yeah. uh, not been able to <laughs> do what you wanted to do yeah missing out on a graduation and yeah those those final days of college right that was which the worst was a great time to yeah sort of bond with your friends one we, last time yeah we so much wanted that for you and um being you know you were so careful um and not you know all the socialized all the socialization had to be curtailed mm-hmm. or put on ice and uh we just felt bad for you that you couldn't experience those things. Aww. Don't cry, mommy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was definitely the worst part for me. I mean, I think especially this past couple weeks, I've seen so many silver linings in being home. Um, but I will never get that back, being able to even just say goodbye to college friends. I think goodbyes are a little overrated because... It's it's saying that like one social interaction is more weighted than any other interactions that you have with people because it's a goodbye, like as if that interaction is more important than other ones, which is what I've been trying to tell myself that like, even though I didn't get to say goodbye to all these people, we had all these great memories and that's why those people are significant to me, not because of like <clears throat> how lengthy or emotional my goodbyes were with them, but um yeah, even just coming home and not being able to see my best friends who live five minutes down the street from me. It's podcaster Margot jumping in again. I promise I won't interrupt too much in this conversation. Both of my parents actually had moved to New York City very shortly after college, kind of the same timeline that I did, um, and they both attended school in the city. So my dad went to Columbia Business School for two years, and my mom took a couple classes at FIT, which is the Fashion Institute of Technology, until she was eventually hired by Calvin Klein and started her career in fashion from there. Something that was really interesting to me when I was talking to them was how they were using space to dictate their experiences. I stayed home um... So I was there for the summer after graduation, and then I moved to an apartment in Hoboken, actually, which is a little town on the other side of the Hudson River, mm-hmm. and you would take a subway from Hoboken to Manhattan. They called it the Tube, and I, I loved Hoboken. It was a really sweet little town, but at that time, um, the friends who I met in New York uh, were reluctant to go to Hoboken just because it was an extra step, even though it was close by. It was just a subway yeah. ride. Um, so I found myself always going into uh, the city for evening events. Um, so eventually I moved you know, across the river to the city to the apartment in Hell's Kitchen. It and seemed like they were able to compartmentalize different experiences and stories that they had in the city based on where they were living. Talking to my parents about their timelines made me really curious about my own and if I was making the right decision and what their thoughts were on that because I think as spontaneous as I can be sometimes, I rely really heavily on the opinions of people around me. This is something that I wish I could change about myself, but I feel like I can't fully be confident in a decision until 
a lot of people in my close circle know about that thing that I'm going to do, especially if it's a bigger venture or decision and we're all kind of somewhat on the same page about that. Because of this, I had to ask my parents about their opinion on me moving to the city. You're definitely increasing your risk by being in the city, I feel. Yeah. Just because walking down the sidewalk, uh, you know, every day you leave your apartment, you're more exposed than you would be walking out our front door here in the suburbs. Mm -hmm. I think there's also um, the trust that we have in you and that you're making wise decisions. Yeah. And I think your roommate, too, is uh, JC, is a responsible young woman. And I think the two of you will be careful. I also think just from like a social standpoint, it's not even that I'm like moving into the city to start having fun or start like seeing people or going to parties or whatever because one that's never the plan and two none of my friends are even in the city I mean half my friends more more than half my friends are still here obviously understanding the risk that going to the city meant and understanding it would mean that I wouldn't be able to come home as often and see my family and my dog it was still a decision that I had to make and I had to make this one on my own and now back to the couch with mom and dad I think some of it for me was just like for my mental health, just knowing that I'm kind of taking those steps to this next phase. And for some people, that's just like a mental thing that you can do, that this is like the next step and I'm moving forward and I'm doing different things in my everyday routine. But for me, my space um, dictates so much of like how I'm viewing what I'm working on or how I'm interacting with people or I don't know. I feel like I have all of these ideas for really big projects But there's something blocking me and my brain from doing them because I feel like I have to be like in my own space and in that next phase to do them. But that could, I mean, some people could say that's like ridiculous and I need to just get over that and do it. Moving from your bedroom to the guest room. Yeah. Oh my God. That's the other thing that's so crazy is my bedroom has become where I sleep where I take all my meetings and have conferences and do pitches for internal and external companies. Um, It's where I pitch myself to other companies. It's my studio for YouTube. It's my dressing room. I mean, it's over quarantine when, when Zantori was in England, it was my bar because we would have like virtual dates at my desk. (laughs) And I understand your concern when I was bringing handles of vodka up to my room, but I swear it was only like just to make one drink. Um <laughs> one drink an hour. Oh. Remember he's five hours ahead, so it's like three in the morning for him yeah. cocktails. Yeah. <laughs> Poor kid. Um but it's crazy what that space is. And I think I just needed like a mental separation from this past year, even though like in the whole scheme of things it's been a great year. But just knowing that that space holds so much like weight and um so I've already lived in that space so much and like kind of tarnished it from at least feeling like it's a new space for fresh ideas and new projects I feel like I can't like explore that much I'm not saying that moving to New York City will solve all your problems But what I'm getting at is that our environment plays such a huge role in developing who we are as people. And if you're in a period of change and growth, sometimes following that flow means your environment has to change with you.
I was starting to realize that because I was getting really comfortable and happy living at home, that didn't mean that I had to stay there. For the past nine months, I was trying to answer the question, when is the right time to move out? Rather than deciding to move out when I was getting really anxious and antsy at home in the middle of COVID, the right time to move out was when I began to get very comfortable. I had a light bulb moment go off when I realized that comfort was the antithesis of change and growth. This conversation with my parents was a reminder that taking control of your surroundings might be at least partially synonymous with taking control of your life experiences. One of the last questions I'll ask is what advice would you give me for living in New York City? I guess living in an apartment. Like any way you would decorate it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, girl, I've been waiting for you to ask that question. I think my dad thinks he is Tim Gunn under a mask. Um, No, you made me into Tim Gunn. No, my dad loves reality TV and he will not admit it, but especially Project (laughs) Runway when I was growing up. I, I was always watching it on whatever like Thursday nights it was on. And, you know, 10 minutes in, you'd slowly hear my dad's footsteps coming in (laughs) and he'd start at the edge of the room and he'd slowly make his way in, but he'd stand. He couldn't sit because that would mean that he was enjoying it, but he would stand. (laughs) And then for the rest of like that season or whatever, do you remember what his mantra was? I was just thinking about that. Was it, uh, not go girl. It was make it work. Make it work. Yeah. So whenever <laughs> I, I have had like a different a, mantra, I think it was make it work. Oh. Um, and just any time that I had a problem or something, he'd say make it work. <laughs> so anyways, that's my dad in a nutshell. But and then I got to play Tim Gunn at one of your eleven-year-old birthday parties. Oh or... yeah, I had amazing themed birthday parties. Did I have a Project Runway theme? Yeah. There you go. I don't remember that. What, or was, yeah, was I it? think I came in, had a cameo appearance as Tim Gunn. <laughs> You've been waiting your whole life for that <laughs> moment. killed it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, what advice would you have for my New York apartment? Oh, I guess I'm thinking not so much in the apartment, but out of the apartment. Just um, yeah. walking a lot. And um, mm-hmm. I think the best part of New York, one of the best parts of New York, is it's, it's so diverse. Mm-hmm. And it's a great walking city, so you don't have to have a car. Um, so between walking and taking the subway, just to go explore different neighborhoods. Yeah. Always, uh, but, <laughs> you know, phone down, yeah. eyes open, ears open, and just see the world because you you're going to see so many interesting things and you'll meet interesting people, mm-hmm. all types of people, um, all ages, all nationalities and religions and mm-hmm. interests, which I think is for me, the best part. Yeah. It's just the, the humanity in New York. There's such, it's a great city. Yeah. Get out and explore and do, do stuff outside the box and you yeah. know, museums or walks or whatever. Yeah. My it's first, just... my very first day in New York, I moved in just a couple of days before classes were going to start. Mm-hmm. But my very first day in the city, I walked from 116th Street all the way down to the tip of Manhattan uh, and and pretty much back. Wow. You uh, must have had very skinny legs. Well, I had <laughs> good sneakers. <laughs> so, yeah. 
This was a conversation with my parents on the last day of living at home, at least for now. It was very bittersweet leaving, and as much as I tell myself that this goodbye won't outweigh the others, it's just as hard. If you take anything away from this episode, I hope it's this. The good old days need to be made in order to look back and enjoy them. I promise it's not worth the fear of missing those days, because in the end, you'll just regret not making them. If you're enjoying Working Title, make sure to hit follow so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. And you can find me on Instagram at margo.lee. Make it work. Make it work. (laughs) I'm going to hit him downstairs practicing (laughs) while I'm doing the laundry or something.